Hi, and welcome to the Delivery Manager Daily Podcast, where I, your host, Mario De Cristofano, will talk to you about life as a delivery manager. We'll talk about strategy, tactics, things to do, not to do, and wrap all that up in a way which makes sense. This is an attempt at a daily series of podcasts which are released across wherever you get your podcasts from, and an occasional YouTube video version with bonus content, should you want that. If you want to get in touch or get involved with the podcast, or maybe even be a sponsor, get in touch via Twitter at DM underscore daily, or check out the blog, mariosblog.co.uk. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Delivery Manager Daily. I'm your host, Mario De Cristofano. You'll notice sneakily I'm not now mentioning episode numbers so I don't get it wrong. Uh, it's Friday, I'm a bit hot and sweaty. I've just um, I've just rushed home from the office to try and get onto another call and I've got these posts drafted about the things that we're going to talk about and I'm just trying to get done before the end of the week. So I'm jumping straight into it. Um, This is going to be one of two podcasts I'm recording at the same time or one after the other. And I want to talk about a journey that I've been on over the last six months and talk a bit. um, It's a bit of a personal journey and the, the podcasts for people that are maybe weighing up their options in terms of where they're working at the minute. Maybe they want to take advantage or think they're going to take advantage of the post-pandemic economy and the human labour market. Maybe you're getting fed up with where you're working. You're not quite sure. You feel you're in a rut and you maybe want to look at a grass is greener on the other side type opportunity. And I just want to put a few points down of the things that I've learnt that I think are making me a better um I guess, professional human being, probably, let's hope. But I just wanted to run through a few of these because I talk to many people and there's a lot of people that are looking for jobs or maybe looking to leave. Or I know if you work in an organisation and maybe a lot of your friends and colleagues are leaving, you get that churn of attrition. It's like the atom wobble effect, right? One atom wobbles and the two next to it wobble and then the two next to that wobble. And then all of a sudden all the atoms are wobbling. And actually, it sometimes gives you quite a a, a false view of the world that you occupy. So what I thought I'd do is talk about it and talk about the journey that that I've been on. So there's four reasons why we work. And there's financial security. We all need to pay the bills, put food on the table, take care of our loved ones. There's connection. Despite what you think, we're innately social creatures and We kind of need other people to thrive, even if we do like our own company and working by ourselves. So we go to work to create that connection. It's a way of belonging and having purpose. And that's something that drives us as human beings. There's personal growth and there's debate on actual causes. You know, I think there's a behavioral and cognitive and developmental interpretation in that we all inherently have this kind of innate drive to learn. But as individuals, we go to grow ourselves as human beings. And then the fourth thing is the contribution to a bigger goal. Now, I'll say right off the cuff, I'm talking about people that are fortunate enough to have careers, and I get that if you're transitioning from college or university to your industry and it's your first job, or maybe you've got a little side job to earn some money, or maybe, you know, that's, you know, you're working... I don't know, I can't say anything here without saying the wrong thing, but maybe you're working in a shop or a restaurant or something and it's not your dream or goal. And I get that this isn't going to be particularly relevant to you, but I'm talking about people that are in some degree fortunate enough to have a career in something that they want to do and something that they're interested in. And in this particular case, we're obviously talking about technology uh, and delivery managers. So those four things are why we go to work. Financial security, the connection, the personal growth and 
the opportunity to contribute to a bigger goal. After those four things, we have to look at ourselves and we have to look at what makes us happy. And for me, work's a real big part of what makes me me. And I had a quite complex childhood and to get to where I've got, I've had to work very hard. And I've actually made sure that my career and what I do, which is in some degree why I'm so passionate and focused on it, is because I have to work really, really hard to get you know, where I want to be and hold myself to the standards that I do, which we'll talk about. But I even put my job and my career over my family with the argument of, well, if I'm unhappy, um, I'm no good to anyone. I'm a rubbish dad, rubbish partner, rubbish human being. So I have to be happy and I try and take responsibility for that. Now, I'm not getting into the conversation of whether, you know, it's right to put your job before people and, and everyone's different and I'm just talking about me. But Generally speaking, I'm committed to my career first. I am what I do, and I was fortunate enough um, to know what I wanted to do from about six years old. So to get to where I've gotten to, that's that commitment and drive, which I just, as I get older, I'm just not ever going to let go. So I've always had this kind of diva-like mentality and relationship with my career in that I commit so much, I expect it back. And I think I talked about this on another podcast. So if you're the company that say you were this, this and this, then I expect you to be that because I for sure am the person that I say I am when I come for an interview. And typically in days gone by, if anything wasn't right, I'd have just walked away and not always. And again, I'm repeating a little bit of a podcast a couple of episodes ago. But generally speaking, when things got tricky, I'd have just walked away and just gone for something else. And Sometimes that lily padding into happiness can get you so far. But I think with age and wisdom, you start to look at yourself and what... And I guess the difficult thing is holding up a mirror when you've done a lot of the hard work of improvement and it's now the little things, it's the the behavioural changes, it's the attitudinal changes. Actually, these are more difficult to recognise, identify that they're there and then change them rather than some of the bigger stuff like I need to learn a thing or I need to, you know, a, a more simple kind of thing that you might need to do to improve. These little behavioural things are ingrained in how we are and changing is difficult. So I am pretty good at holding a mirror up at myself and analysing and retrospecting what I'm doing wrong or what I could have done better. But as I've got better, that, that vector's become smaller of things to pick up on and I become more sensitive about those things and they become more difficult to, to change. So I've been really struggling over the last six months and, and working post-pandemic in consulting both professionally and privately and thinking about, you know, what, without sounding too existential, what I'm on the planet for and what I'm good at and what I want and desire and crave. And God damn, I have a right to that because of the effort that I put in, right? And actually what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to be a better leader, I'm trying to be a better consultant, I'm trying to be a better delivery manager and I'm trying to be a better human being. So what I did was try to recognise some of the things in my environment and some of the things that I was observing and maybe some of the things that I recognise in myself that um, I could do better and that I could change. So instead of trying to change the environment around me by moving, um, actually uh, looking at myself and thinking, well, what can I change? And what can I do to change the lens to with which I view the world that I occupy and to see if I can make myself happier that way. So there are a few things that I did. <clears throat> and if you go to mariosblog.co.uk and search for this 
this post, you will see under the what I've learned section, I've listed out some of the things and, and links to the things that I've learned already. None of this is new and it's not kind of um, <clears throat> too much psycho babble or self kind of improvement. I'm not about to sell you a course. Um, but what I've tried to do <clears throat> is be consistent at the things that I do. So let me just talk about them and explain what I mean. So first of all, Go onto YouTube and watch a, a TED talk by a guy called Sean Aker, and it's called The Art of Happiness. If you go onto the blog, um, you'll be able to get the link from there. And it talks about that your perspective of the world that you occupy is so much different to the people left and right of you. And actually, you can be happy by changing the way to with which you look at things. And often, we are surrounded by negativity through the press and media and people. It's sometimes difficult to accurately. Um, understand where you are in life and what is actually true and what is just an emotional kind of feedback loop. So one of the things that I try and practice is mindfulness and I get, because I've got a very short patience uh, capability I guess, I get frustrated and irritated really easily. But what I try and do now is be mindful of how fortunate I am. I remember how fortunate I am economically and from a family love and health perspective when we hear about so many people that are, you know, in difficulties and the world is just so difficult at the minute. So I reflect on how difficult the world is for many and I ask myself, is what I'm getting stressed about worth it? And that sounds quite simple to say, but to actually every time I'm triggered with something that either frustrates or irritates me, to have the mindfulness to just stop. And just remind myself how lucky I am and just to weigh up if I'm about to explode in the big picture, the great scheme of things, you know, is it is it worth it? What am I going to get out of it? And sometimes I very well may kick off, but now there's a little bit more thought behind it and it's a little bit more tempered. So the first thing is being mindful about where you are and what you're getting frustrated and irritated about, especially if those are the traits that often kind of set you back. The next thing is being kind. Um, I've always tried to be kind, but I also have a very, um, very kind of narrow, somewhat binary view or have had a binary view of the world and people and everything's kind of black and white. Um, I understand as I get older and a little bit wiser that people are just complex, messy human beings. Right. And we're all different and the same at the same time. And as I've learned to be better with teams and be a better leader, hopefully, um, I've learned how to navigate the complexity of these people, different types of people and their needs and wants and desires. Um, so being kind is something that if I can, I will always do. And a recent example is someone reached out to me today, actually, if he's listening, he'll know who it is. And uh, he's looking to further his career and he just reached out randomly. And I'm sure you could, I thought personally, it was quite quite nice. I was quite humbled that someone I don't know would reach out for a bit of advice. And um, a few years ago, I'm not entirely sure I'd have responded. I'd have just in quotes been too busy. <clears throat> I actually want to help that person as best as I can. And that's not to be a vacuous funnel of sort of help for others. So you become a husk of yourself. But I think if you've got an opportunity to help someone really kind of double down on that and help them further and, you know, just be nice, right? You hack that chemical that dopamine release in your brain that makes you feel good that's why we do things which we don't often talk about but you know a lot of the reasons on top of the, all the good that it does we donate to charity we volunteer etc etc makes us feel good about ourselves so I've learned to kind of hack that feeling by doing more of it and it's had quite a pr profound effect the more kind you are the more people you help the more you get that return to you um, so that's something that I've learned to do a little bit more of
in conjunction with mindfulness is being grateful and i've talked to kind of you know thinking about how fortunate i am regardless of the hard work that's gone into it you you know you have to sort of deal with the cards that you've been dealt and and i try and pay that back by being good at what i do which i've talked about before but also just taking the time to take pleasure out of the small things so um often i'd just be charging at my career 100 miles an hour and despite what i've said about my career is my priority i have learned to temper that with enjoying the things and the spores that come with that so being able to get up stretch kind of move go to the gym eat good food hug my kids have a cold beer it's amazing when you start to think how much that we often take all this for granted and obviously it's going to be different for everyone but for me it's about just being mindful of that and and actually um you know just not you know stropping around like the diva that i once was i think and just you know just being a bit thoughtful the next thing that i try and do is choice analysis so whenever i find myself in a situation where i'd usually act quite binary and quickly I pause and give myself at least 24 hours to analyse and respond. People will still observe me as being quite quick. Um, I'm actually no way near as fast as I used to be in terms of anything. There's quite a lot of thought now into what I do, responding to emails or text messages or responding to situations. I guess it's that equivalent of not drink texting your ex on a Friday night when you've had a beer or sending that fuck you email to your boss. Um, but whenever I'm thinking I'm going to react quickly, I stop and give myself at least 24 hours. Uh, and often from that comes a much better, more pragmatic response. And that, again, has been profound. And if I look at how I deal with things now, then how I dealt with things maybe four, five, six years ago. The other thing that's a difficult one is the notion of misery loves company. And I think going back to the start of this podcast, when I was talking about that you often have a group of friends or colleagues or peers and they'll be listening to this and they'll know exactly who they are. Um it's very easy to get sucked into a combination of reality and perception and joking and being a bit dry and sarcastic. But over the course of days, weeks and months, you can become imbibed with that negativity. And you actually have to think about in terms of yourself, you know, what do you want to do to progress yourself and your own kind of individual kind of performance? And I'm very much an emotional sponge. I think we all are to some degree. So you react and take on that of those around you. And actually, I've decided to kind of just sidestep a little bit and make sure that if I can't be around positivity all the time or I I can't, um, I have to deal with difficult environments and situations or even, you know, the complexities of business and commerce, right? It's not all right and it's not how I would do things, but I've made a commitment and a choice to learn to cope with that kind of stuff better. So I think being reminded every day of how shit stuff can be sometimes can have a negative effect. And I've thought about kind of just taking myself away from that and giving myself a bit more perspective to be able to provide myself with a mental mechanism to cope. And that's been really important because it's so easy to validate bad decisions when people around you are validating them through the things that they say and the things that they are doing, like leaving, that kind of thing. So you really have to think about what's right for you and how much you're being influenced by outside forces. And then finally, doing your own thing. I put myself out on the internet and do these podcasts and my social media and it doesn't take anyone too much to pop my name into Google and you'll be able to see what I had for dinner last night and what we do with the kids at the weekend. I do that in part as a journey, a chronological kind of ordering and diary of my life to look back on when I'm in my hopeful older years. 
a part of it I do it to celebrate success and to provide milestones. I haven't really thought about some of the content that I post that it might be inspiring or interesting to others, but I have had um quite a lot of good feedback on the podcast. So for those that have given feedback, you know, I really appreciate it. I think what I'm trying to do is capture almost in in time, you know, my thought process as I grow as an individual. So in the next seven, eight, nine years, when I'm on the board at that company that I want to be on, or I'm earning that extra £250,000 a year, um, I've charted how I got there. So do your own thing. And everyone's going to have an opinion on that, right? And the, the thing I'd say on that is, you know, there's no point in having a mind if you don't change it. So really think about what you're doing for you, rather than what the crowd's doing. So in summary then, you know, I've done a lot of self-reflection over the last six months and it had been very easy to kind of walk away from what I do. And I've reached out to a couple of people to say that, you know, I was um, thinking of kind of just dropping everything and doing something else. Um, and actually, that's just the wrong decision. Um, I decided the best way to grow is to kind of stick at what I'm finding difficult and get better at dealing with it and coping with it and making sure that I'm doing it for the right reasons. But if it's to grow me as an individual to make me better, it's probably the right decision. And a little note to those that are kind of lily padding into roles and looking for, you know, quick pay increases. And the reality is the grass isn't greener anywhere else. Being a consultant, most people know that you get to lift the hood of so many organisations and see that in reality, every company's got the same old problems and at some point you have to look at how you cope and how you belong in that environment and where you belong and I think if you can find a kind of halfway house that's half decent that's half aligned with your morals and can make you happy foundationally it's up to you to take responsibility for for everything else so have a think those of you that are on that cusp of thinking about a career change or move just think about the reasons that you're doing it and just making sure that you're doing it for your own growth rather than you know outside forces um so been a bit of a self-reflection really but hopefully you enjoyed a little bit of that and it might resonate with some people it might not if you go to the blog mariasblog.co.uk uh, i think the post is called the post is called being happy at work and why it's difficult um if you want to join in the conversation reach out to me on twitter or linkedin i'm going to post a five days worth of why i'm grateful and the things those little things that i've talked about just as a reminder the things that we take for granted um i'm just going to do a five day kind of post so look out for linkedin look out on linkedin for that too but if you want to get in touch mario dc on twitter thanks for listening to the delivery manager daily i'm your host and it's friday and i'm gonna have porn star martini cocktails tonight Mm -mm. take care I just want to take this opportunity to let you know that I do have a small web and app company that I run on the side to my day-to-day -day job. I build websites, small applications, and you can get in touch with me if you want a website built, maybe you want to start a new business or a side hustle, or you need to talk to someone for some advice and not sure where to go. Get in touch with me at creativepixel.me.uk, quote the podcast, DM daily, you'll get a 10% discount on any work that you uh, have done with me. So check it out.